From the Maximum Fun Network, this is The Memory Palace. I'm Nate DeMeo. The days beat on. The rooster would crow, and Jed Porter would slide out of bed, rub his eyes, pad out to the cold kitchen for some coffee and some breakfast. Some bread spread with something he'd grown in the summer and picked in the fall that his wife had put in a jar and placed in a shelf in the cellar to keep through the long northern winter. And he'd feed his animals as dawn hovered pink at the edge of the land. And he'd be out in the fields as morning broke bright, cutting back stiff weeds, tilling the thawing ground, getting the farm ready for spring, and the planting to come, and the reaping to follow, and the jars in the cellar in the winter as the days beat on. And always, as he'd wake and he'd work, and he'd slip into bed and off to sleep to do it all again the next morning, he heard the churn of the river and the roar of the falls. And one night, after midnight, Jed Porter couldn't sleep. He wasn't sure why, and he decided to go for a walk, and the night felt crisp and strange and changed. And then he noticed. The sound was gone. The next morning, the people who lived along the Niagara River woke to discover what Jed Porter already knew. The river had stopped running. The falls had stopped falling. And everyone started freaking out. The workers at the mills who came in to find the wheels had stopped turning. The men who rode the boats filled with tourists around the rocks through the mist at the bottom of the falls. The kids who were always told to stay away from the river lest they be swept away from their parents. Their parents who grew up there and had their lives scored by the rush of the river and the roar of the falls. All stood on the banks of the American side or stood on the banks of the Canadian side and looked at the mighty river that lay between them and some mud and flotsam and flopping fish gasping for water. For a day and a half in March of 1848, the owners of the mills tried to figure out what the hell to do if the wheels didn't start turning again soon. And the men who owned the boats ran to the rocks that bedeviled the rowers who made their way through the mist, and they blew them up with dynamite and were happy to see them gone. And the parents who grew up there went to church and asked for forgiveness for whatever they'd done to make the water go away. And with it, the sound that had been with them all through their lives, the sound that they had hardly noticed was there until it was not. And the kids walked out in the mud and found flapping fish and floundering turtles and treasures, real treasures, rifles and arrows and hatchets and tomahawks from wars that ended before they were born, but that they still pretended to fight for fun and found strange sticks and smooth rocks that they'd keep in a jar or on a shelf or in a drawer and treasure long after the ice that had blocked the head of the river broke free and let the Niagara flow again, first as a whisper and then as a roar. And they'd look to them now and then, up on the shelf, in the jar, in the drawer, as they grew up there with their lives scored by the rush of the river and the roar of the falls. And remember the day the silence came, before the river came back, and the days beat on. <laughs>